BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hello, hello, hello. This is Maria Skinka, the producer for The Bay. Hopefully you're enjoying the holidays. As we head into the new year, The Bay team is sharing our favorite episodes with you. We put out a show three times a week, so we had a lot to choose from and it wasn't easy. And it takes a lot of work to make this show. We're a team of three, so it's it's a grind. Daily news moves at such a fast pace and sometimes I have to remind myself of why we do this. I got into journalism because I love storytelling, because it made me feel like I could make a difference in the world and make it a better place. Sometimes we will produce a story that does a magical thing for me. And it reminds me of all of those things. It has the power to tap into my heart and make me feel joy, love, hope. It reminds me why we do this crazy thing three times a week. The story that I picked did that for me. It's titled, A Music Class is Helping Farm Workers Heal in Half Moon Bay and was pitched to us by KQED producer Blanca Torres. It's about how some of the farm workers affected by the shooting are learning to play the accordion to heal from their trauma. As Blanca says at the end of this episode, the people in this story, quote, deserve to not be forgotten once the headlines go away. One of the most beautiful things about producing this episode was listening to the students in the classroom with the teacher, laughing, singing, enjoying life. There was a really tender moment in this where they all start singing La Puerta Negra, which is a very famous Mexican corrido. It's also one of my brother's favorite songs, and it instantly brought me back to a memory of my brother singing at a karaoke night in my hometown of El Paso, Texas. So in many ways, this episode reminded me of home and the people that I grew up with and of our ability to transform ourselves despite horrible tragedy when we are supported with love. I hope that you all enjoy it as much as I did. That's coming up right after the break. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. 
The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. Most Wednesday nights inside of a red barn in Half Moon Bay, you can hear the sound of farm workers learning how to play the accordion together. It's a way to learn something new and spend time with people. But it's also a form of therapy. Back in January, a gunman made his way through two farms just like this one in Half Moon Bay, killing seven farm workers and completely rocking the community. And even though the camera crews are long gone, the pain of what happened here still lives on. Which is why one community group has set up this small program to help these farm workers heal. You know what, I think that music elevates the soul, it speaks to the soul, it brings in memories of home, cultura, joy, sadness too, but it's also like a central language, I think, of healing. Today, we take you inside the program in Half Moon Bay that's offering healing through music. Stay with us. So I went to Cabrillo Farms in Half Moon Bay. It's right off Highway 1. I had to drive down this dirt road, and it's lined by fields on each side, and there's all this beautiful produce growing out of the ground. I arrived at this barn. You know, it's just a a regular farm. So I went to Cabrillo Farms to observe a music class for um, farm workers that was sponsored by ALAS, which stands for Ayudando Latinos a Soñar, which means helping Latinos dream. And the idea behind the class was to provide, you know, not just accordion lessons, but also music therapy. One by one, the students started coming in for the lesson, and they are carrying these big, black, bulky backpacks, and inside is their accordions. And it was immediately um, kind of a very convivial atmosphere, like everyone was excited to see each other. Like You could tell people were excited to be there for the music and to see each other and to, to have these, you know, this experience together. So you went to Half Moon Bay to see about this program. How did it come about and, and what is the purpose of it? You know, Alas's intention with it was to use music as therapy and to help students who normally wouldn't have access to a music class. 
Alas was born from the cultural arts. We were born from folklorico, mariachi, music, um, celebration, cultura. And so Belinda Hernandez Arriaga is the founder and executive director of Ayudando Latinos a Soñar, or Alas. And we really believe in the power of cultura cura, like culture as healing. Um, I'm a clinician, so I do mental health therapy, and we understand that mental health is a big part of our program, along with the cultural arts. You know, she has made it very clear that the intention is to, to use music not just as this is a fun pastime, um, the sensory part of it is so important. We know that in order to heal trauma, they say that one of the best ways of healing trauma is through sensory integration, and they do a lot of sensory work for trauma survivors. And After the mass shooting in January, Alas was really trying to think of ways to address the community trauma and to actually bring a program into the fields directly and to connect their labor, you know, their daily existence with art and culture in a way that would promote healing. They're going out, working the fields, coming home, eating, getting dressed, and then practicing. And so just thinking about how that's stimulating them, too, is really impressive. And for us in this work, we see how they're moving their fingers. They're having to think in different ways from, you know, stretching out the accordion, sound, the music, the scales. It's a lot that happens. Well, tell me a little bit about some of the people in the class. So the class has six students, which they told me was on purpose so that it would be a sizable group, but enough that the instructor could focus on each student. And so some of the students in the class were the youngest one I talked to was 22 years old. There was someone who was into his 60s. I talked to Yesenia, who um, lives and works at Gabriel Farms and is a mom and um, was just really excited to learn to play music so that she could just play her accordion during family gatherings. Most of the students I talked to had never even picked up an accordion or any instrument. One of those students who had had no musical experience was uh, Pedro Romero Perez, who is a survivor of the mass shooting. Pero empezamos desde cero. No sabemos nada, pues, pero ahorita pues empezamos a aprender, pero ya, pero ahí vamos. Sí. He's healing, he's recovering, he's actually not working right now because of you know, his healing process. And he did express a lot of appreciation for the program. And you know, when I asked him, how do you feel about being here? He said he was excited and that it was this kind of moment, you know, having these weekly classes was like an opportunity for him to not be at home, to be around other people, to kind of focus on something else besides what happened. Sí, me siento bien, la verdad. Me siento bien, pues a veces como como estoy allá en la casa, pues a veces solito, pues y pues no no hay con quién platicar. About a week before I visited, um, Alas had coordinated a community altar for Dia de los Muertos, 
and he um, had put up an altar for his brother who passed away during the shooting. This class is a, a direct result of the shooting that happened in January. I feel like I totally understand like the role and idea of music being healing, but why the accordion specifically? Why accordion classes? So the accordion is a very integral instrument in Mexican music in a lot of different genres. A lot of the students in the class are from Mexico. And these classes were specifically focusing on like Norteño music, which is literally means like music from the north and is a specific genre of Mexican music. But you hear accordion music and popular music and just different genres. So the accordion is a very familiar sound. So when Alas was designing this class, they specifically were thinking about how to make it feel comforting and make it reminiscent of home. And, you know, for the music to feel like something you would want to listen to or play when you're just hanging out with your family on a Sunday afternoon or something like that. It's that instrument that's, we can say very much that it's our own. It's our, it's our instrument, you know. Even though so the instructor up, is Hernan Hernandez Jr. And his father is one of the members of Los Tigres del Norte, which is a huge Norteño band in Mexico. They've sold over 36 million records. I mean, for, for folks who aren't familiar with his family's background, you described it to me yesterday as it being like having the son of Mick Jagger teaching you <laughs> the accordion. I know. The reason I compared him to sort of being a scion of like a pretty major band like the Rolling Stones. I mean, I think that's, you know, the Los Tigres are there just so big in Mexico and they've been around for so many decades and had so many hits and... And they've been around for something like 50 years. My dad and my uncles are kind of that uh, that torch or that light for, for their people, you know. And so he, they kind of always instill that into us, you know. It doesn't matter at the end of the day where you come from. We come into this world with nothing and we leave this world with nothing. We're all born the same way. We all have the same type of blood. And what's important is that we give back to our people. And so I think that's... They actually did a fundraiser for Alas after the shooting. And that was one of his introductions to to the organization. And so Alas then came to him and said, you know, will you teach this class? And he had never taught music classes, but he was he jumped at it because he just thought it would be a really great opportunity to give back. I mean, what does Hernan say about what he's seen as an instructor and I guess like the role that he sees music playing for the students that he's that he's teaching in Half Moon Bay. I think for Anand, you know, he talked about how, you know, just spending time with the students and getting to know them and getting to know their stories and just seeing their progress, right? And it's not like they're all trying to be professional musicians or anything like that, but just to see them grow so much. You know, like I said, Yesenia, who lives here on the farm, has two kids and and they're in there with us learning accordion as well. And they're listening and they're watching. And and it's cool to really just kind of see that, you know, like there's something that like, like, like my father showed me, passed it down to me. 
his uncles pass it down to him. And we're kind of doing the same thing for this next generation, you know, even if they don't decide to play. Sort of the happiness, the satisfaction that you get from seeing that progress as a student and for him as as an instructor. You know, he talked about how that was that was really special for him. And as Latinos, I think that's kind of what what, uh, our community is lacking, opportunities. And so that to me is what I see here. You know, this is a great opportunity for them to be able to learn something new, open their mind to something new. And even if it's not accordion that's going to do it, but or music, but it'll guide them into something new and something positive. And at the end of the day, that's really what we're trying to do, just create a positive environment for them. So at one point, they wanted to engage in a song. And so Hernan started playing La Puerta Negra, which is a famous song. Everyone was singing along because everyone knows the song. And it's actually a song about a couple where the parents of the, the young woman in this couple are keeping her from her love. And the La Puerta Negra means the black door, and the black door is like a metaphor for the parents keeping her from her true love. What is your biggest takeaway from this story? So I grew up in an agricultural community in eastern Washington. And I actually, when I was a kid, my dad, who worked full time at a potato processing plant, um, sometimes when he would have summer vacation, he would take me and my siblings out to the cherry harvest, which was during the summer, just to kind of show us, like, this is what agricultural work is like. This is what it's like to work with your hands. We want our strawberries to cost $2 at the supermarket, but somebody had to pick that by hand. That's honest, decent work that people are doing and should be well compensated for and should be treated as full people. Farm workers aren't just here to get up at you know, the break of dawn to pick our food, right? They also have interests and families and hobbies and traumas that they're dealing with and deserve to to also, you know, not be forgotten once the headlines go away. Well, Blanca, thank you so much for sharing your reporting with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Erica and the whole Bay team. This was really fun. That was Blanca Torres, a producer and reporter for KQED. This 28-minute conversation with Blanca was cut down and edited by senior editor Alan Montecilio. I scored this episode and added all the tape. The Bay is a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. I'm Maria Esquinca. Thanks so much for listening and hope you have a happy new year. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. 
That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.